Hello everybody, Nicola and Gareth here for another episode of Wondercast. Nicola, this is our first official 2024 podcast. Is it new year, new you? How are things going so far in January? I want to say yes to those things. It's new year, new me. However, it's not. It's just the same old me. Looking a bit more beaten up, I would say. Right. I know. That's not good, is it? That's not. Let me start again. Yes. Gareth, it's a new me. I'm ready to face the year. I am excited. I'm ready to roll. I'm ready for new adventures. Let every day bring me a little bit of joy and let me spread a little joy back. That's what I'm looking for. Excellent. Uh, How are the new year resolutions going? Well, pretty good. I'm doing a Wordle every day. I'm doing a Connections every day. I'm doing my Duolingo every day. And I'm doing my Pilates every day. That's a lot. That's quite a lot of things to do each day. You're doing that all before breakfast and before heading out to work. Not necessarily. No. I'm not no. I'm not giving myself those time limits, but I'm I'm getting those bits done, you know, squeezing them in. Uh-huh. What's your Duolingo language that you're learning? Oh, it is Spanish. Uh-huh. What level are we up to? Oh, we're doing well. I'm doing I'm doing all right actually. There's I'm at the stage now when I think, okay, no, I'm understanding that. But if you ask me to have that conversation, I'd be absolutely scuppered. Is your incentive to learn Spanish because you've got a Spanish boyfriend? I don't have a Spanish boyfriend. Isn't his name Juan? <laughs> Doesn't he cook you paella all the time? I think he sounds pretty Spanish. He's called Chris and he doesn't cook me paella. What are you talking about? Easy mistake to make. No, it's still good to learn Spanish though, even if he doesn't speak it. Oh my God. So let me let me throw that back at you. How are you? I'm very well, actually. I'm back in London. Hurrah. Um, It's just in time for the icy cold weather and the endless storms, but it feels like home. So that's nice. Yeah. Are you are you genuinely glad to be back? Well, no. Yes, I am. Obviously, the weather's not brilliant, but no, it's it's good to be back in my flat. I've reclaimed it for my nephew, Lachlan. So I've uh, got my little space back, which is nice. I caught up with cousin Nick during the week for sushi. So that was nice. Yeah, I'm doing London things. Yeah, it's good. That's so lovely. Guess what I saw yesterday? What? You have to guess. Oh, give me uh, no clues. Nature. Just like it Na- could have been in anything. nature. In nature. A, a double rainbow. No, that's a good guess though. Uh, no, I saw a king. You. I saw a kingfisher. Oh, in Wales you saw kingfishers. Yeah, we have we have kingfishers. It was just balancing on a branch, and then it uh. swooped down into the water, picked up a little silver fish, took the little silver fish over to another branch, and bashed it to stun it. Uh huh. And then ate As they it. Do. And then ate it. It was just amazing. Where were you? Down in the woods or on a hike somewhere? We were down by the canal. Oh. You know, and there was like a, a hide uh, where um, I said, oh, that, that looks like people, look, they look like they know what they're doing in there. They've got those massive cameras, all camera, camouflage, which I don't really understand the purpose of that. However, they were all camouflaged. So we said, oh, let's go and have a look. And there was this lovely little kingfisher. And then all of a sudden, the cubs, there was a cubs acting. And you could just hear the cub leader going, be quiet, be quiet. <laughs> and of course, the kingfisher soon departed. However, it was it was very good. It was nice. Yeah, it was lovely. That's proper spring watch, isn't it? Mm, I've never seen one before. Uh, well, I've never seen one in the UK. Like, obviously, we have them in Australia a bit, but I've never seen them here. Mm, no. It was quite, it was beautiful. Beautiful. So there we are. And I do, and I went up to London the other day and had sushi. And um, it was a, like a, works an ex-works thing and it has been a long time since somebody brought in a boat of sushi and laid it in front of me i was very excited uh-huh. 
Yeah. Did you inhale it like a line of cocaine? Pretty much. I didn't speak to anybody <laughs> until the sushi yeah, was yeah, just Don't speak to me until this sashimi is gone. Let me tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. New job. Are we talking about that? If you want to. Oh, I'm interested. Okay. New job. I, I, I'm still... I'm 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 still a bit nervous about it, you know. Uh-huh. It's a lot still of change. Still finding your way, it? getting lost on the way to the toilets. Yeah. You know, I've mastered the toilets, but I, you know, there are so many things. It's such a steep learning curve, and you know, I want to get going, but I feel like I'm not armed uh-huh. with enough information to get going. Do you know what I mean? So uh-huh. it's it's tricky. Fact and finding, yeah. information gathering. Yeah. And there's a lot of behavioural issues in there. And, you know, anyway, it's, uh, the people are lovely. So I'm just holding strong and hoping that I'll settle in eventually. It's only been three weeks. Yeah, it's early days. Yeah. Early days. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So how was Oz? Was Australia nice? It was really nice. Didn't really do lots. Obviously, there was Christmas and all that kind of stuff. So that soaks up a lot of lot of time. But uh, no, it was, it was good. Just good family time. Good quality family time it was. Good. So talking of family time, I know that you wanted mm. to talk about homeschooling today. That is on my list of things because I have been reading about homeschooling and I thought you are the expert in in all things education. And this was a new report that was tracking a rise in homeschooling and accelerated by the pandemic, obviously, but that there's a growing trend. One in 100 students in England, I think it was, is currently being homeschooled and those numbers are rising. Are you pro or against homeschooling as a general rule? As a general rule, I'm against it. I think the... Are you? The, well, the social aspect of school is so important, you know, and we've seen that coming back from COVID, children don't know how to share and children don't know how to take it in turns and and actually wait whilst the adult is talking to somebody else because they've had, you know, they've had that absolutely intense input from the adult in the room. I think, um, you know, I think if you've got the time and you're out yomping in the woods with your young one and telling them that this is a sycamore and this is a beach and hooray, that's lovely. But I think for the most part, uh, homeschooling would be a very different thing. I think you have to manage it very, very carefully. It's a bit of a luxury, really, isn't it? It's a pretty privileged position to be able to even contemplate the homeschooling side of things, really, because it's just the amount of energy and time it takes to, you know, not just entertain a child but also educate them. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah, it is. And and it's hard work, you know. And, and we I've seen cases of children who had been homeschooled and then it didn't work, so they came back into school. Whatever the reason was, whether it's the parents gave up or the kids decide, you know, desperately asked to come back to school both of which I've seen. And um, it takes a long time for that child to readjust back into the classroom. Oh, is it? To reintegrate into how schools work? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, in, you know, you miss out a lot. You're, you're with 30 kids and, yeah. you know, you're part, I, of, part of that society. I know, but school can be pretty awful as well, I think. So I just think I didn't really love school that much. I think I would have been quite happy just not going. So... <laughs> So you'd have been happy to be homeschooled? Yeah, totally. Be much more interesting. So what happens if you get into your first job and you don't like that either? Do you just dip out and say, well, I don't like that. I think I'll just go home I from that I think as well. that's, Thank you're you just waking much. up to how the world works. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, all these systems and processes, you think, oh, this is just the way, you know, you have to get used to it. So, well, do you though? Is it, should we be getting used to that stuff? I don't know. Well, I think, I think school's got masses to give to a child. 
you know, and I think yeah, I, I agree I that there are I think it's got dodgy- masses. Okay, contra- controversial opinion. I think it's got masses to give to a lot of children, most children maybe, but some children are better suited on a different path. I don't think you can uniformly say everyone should conform to the way schools deliver education and experience because that's not right for everyone, I don't think. I agree. However, if those children who, who it's not right for, there's no guarantee that the parents they've got at home are the ones that are right for homeschooling. No, totally. That's the, the raffle, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's if, it, if all your ducks line up, well, hooray. You know, if you've got parents yeah. that can homeschool you in, in a great way, well, that's great. But I, I don't think there'd be very many of those. No. And how do no. we know? You how, were never how, tempted. Oh, sorry. How, how was I never tempted to do the girls? Good God, no. no. Yeah. Absolutely not, no. no. Well, you were too busy, really, anyway, weren't you? Well, no, it's not just that. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot to educate, to keep two children, you know, occupied in a meaningful way all day. It's a lot. And, you know, if you're seeing them outside, you know, you see them out on the, on the yard playing imaginary games... Well, it's much harder doing that on your own than it is with three other kids joining in. And, you know, I, I, I'm, don't get me wrong. I've, I've seen both. But I just think I wouldn't want to take that social side of it away from my girls. Yeah, no, fair. Okay. But now I am feeling, I'm feeling very sad for you now because you've told me that you had such a ghastly school experience. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the worst. People have obviously had worse experiences than me. But, like, for if you don't really, you know gel with how school works i think um particularly you know because it is a bit of a and you know it's a bit of a lord of the fly situation isn't it you've got to like navigate a pretty treacherous social system the the information's coming at you at one level kind of thing so you've got to get on board with where the entire class is at you know it's just a bit of a basic generic experience Mm. speaking of somebody that spends many hours differentiating her lessons I think actually that's not always the case. I think it. I think again, just like it depends with the parents, it depends with the teachers, it depends with the school in yeah. which you're, you know, you're involved. I, I, I would hope that our, you know, our schooling is, is good. But like you say, whether it's good for more than ninety percent of the population, I couldn't tell you. Not really. Speaking of population trends, the other one that caught my eye this week was changes to the proportion of people getting married. And for the first time, the proportion of people over 16 who are married or in a civil partnership is below 50%. So more people are not married or in a civil partnership than are. Does that make sense? Yeah. Are you surprised by that, though? Um, I guess not really. I guess from, you know, just like the people I know kind of thing and who's married and who's not. But it is a, a trend that's been declining. It does reflect changing uh approaches to relationships i guess and i think it does also highlight that we've got all these laws that are built around people entering into marriage and civil partnerships and legal status kind of stuff with their relationships so they the laws aren't reflecting what's actually happening in society no i'm just not not surprised you know no but you and i are experts on relationships and marriage so I think we've, <laughs> we've, it's quite valid for us to have opinions. <laughs> yes. No, absolutely. Look, you know, I had a hideous marriage. I had the most wonderful wedding. I loved it. But I didn't enjoy my, my marriage at all. And, um, and I would never do it again. But 
No. Uh, you know, I, 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 there's, as I get older, I'm, I'm sorry to say, but as I get older, I, I'm quite emotional about people who are willing to take that step. And I'm so thankful that there are some people who are romantic enough to do it. I think it's lovely. Yeah, the younger you are, the less likely you are to get married or to enter into a simple partnership kind of thing. But obviously the numbers of people cohabiting are still rising. So people are still making a commitment to live together, but just not doing the legal stuff. Yeah, we're getting lots of lots of my younger friends at school. Uh, they're, they're having babies and, you know, the marriage can wait. You know, the baby's more important, so let's crack on. Yeah, which is totally practical, isn't it? But mm. it just, you know, when you look at some of the laws around... Uh, taxation and inheritance and you know property and stuff like that those laws don't reflect the reality that people are having babies and cracking on with their lives without doing the whole marriage step yes would you get married do you think oh no um haven't really been asked lately so it's not exactly (laughs) a problem i'm grappling with in real time but i mean and there's a couple of reasons because obviously it wasn't an option for so long and obviously now it is and that's great if you do want to get it married for me it's not the kind of relationship dynamic i'm looking for so thank you but no thank you i will take gifts though if anyone does want to buy me white goods (laughs) that's still an option (laughs) yeah i mean i know that my two are both well charlie particularly said well what why would i get married what what is the benefit of that for me i don't i don't see it and i think i feel bad about that because i think well partly that must have been from the bad experience she's seen with her parents, you know? Uh, I'm not sure you can hold yourself solely responsible. I mean, because, you know, she's seen lots of different relationships, hasn't she? So your relationship isn't the only role model she's got to to reflect on. No, I, I just, you know, I kind of maybe still, in a very old-fashioned way, associate marriage with romance and, you know, the ultimate you know, getting down on one knee and doing the whole big wedding and... You know, I don't think that is the case anymore. However, like, look at Nick and Lou, most romantic thing in the world. Been together for years and years and years. Then they get married. I just think that's lovely. But maybe not yeah. for youngsters. No. I'm going off topic a little bit here, but on um, Desert Island Disc this morning with Jamie. Oh, who was on that? Jamie Doran. Jamie Doran. Oh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Dornan, I think. Isn't Dornan. It? Scottish. Yes. No, Irish. Belfast. Is it? Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. Let's yeah. make sure that. I think he's proudly Irish. Um, mm. And also, he's rather embarrassed to be known as Fifty Shades of Grey, I think. Let's call him the Fall Guy, because he was in the... Was it the Fall? Was it the Fall? Ooh, that I don't really know that. really good series. Really... That's new, is it? The new film, isn't it? No, or... no, 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 no. With them... Oh, my God. The, the... He was a really good baddie. He was a very kind ah. of attractive baddie in a, in a TV show with Gillian... What's her name? Gillian Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, you'd love that. I'm surprised you haven't seen that. Insightful popular culture references here. Yeah, I know. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Terrible. Anyway, the point I was making was that he he was very romantic and talking about the love he had for his wife. And he said that uh, one day I played her this song by the Beach Boys and it started with, if if every word I said uh, could make you laugh, I'd talk forever. I just thought, well, how lovely. I just thought that was lovely. Anyway, I played the song with a song. Song wasn't great, but I thought Terrible that, song. Yeah, I thought that, I <laughs> the thought... sentiment's what counts. The sentiment's what counts. <laughs> yeah. Now, speaking of changing traditions and evolving over time, let's talk breakfast. Oh, yes. Let's. Because the English Breakfast Society, which is a real thing, I've looked it up, 
They are dedicated to the history, heritage and culture of the English breakfast. And they've come out with an official statement which recommends that pineapple is what we should be eating with our English fry-up. How do you feel about that? Yes, I did read that yesterday. I'm not a... I'm I'm not... I think tomato sauce, it's sweet. People have tomato sauce and they don't worry about it. Pineapple's just a bit sweet. I just think, do we need to mess about with it? Leave it be. Yeah. Do you like a fry-up? Do you go for a big... I would be the the last thing. If you know you go to a hotel and they say full English, I'd be like, where's the porridge? Where's the yogurt? Where's... Oh, I'm just going to have the granola and some fresh fruit. Thank you so much. Yes. No, I, I would. Point me in the direction of the croissants and we're done. Yes, yes. If there's decent coffee, I don't need anything else. Uh, yeah, no, so a fry-up's not my bag, but I'm not sure a pineapple lives on that plate, are you? Well, they're saying that they would get rid of the grilled tomatoes, get rid of the mushrooms, and that's what you're replacing with the pineapple because that's traditionally how it was done. That's what how it was invented, it's how it was intended... It was how it was originated. We've been messing with it ever since. I bet there'd be many, many people who'd be happy to get rid of the tomato mushroom. No I one think you'd be fighting people with them. I mean, mushrooms are a yeah. good. A good. Oh, I don't. I don't want the the beans. I don't want the beans. I don't want the hash browns. I don't mind the beans as long as they're in a little pot, so you can. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know the hash browns. That's too American, isn't it? What's your perfect breakfast? What's your ideal breakfast? Well, now that's a good question. I do you know what I like is toasted, toasted, um, oh God, toasted. What is the Christmas bread, please? Panettone. Toasted panettone with yeah. a little bit of yogurt and Ooh. some fruit. Some honey drizzled so, uh, over that. A bit of honey. Yeah, that's delicious. Mine. Yeah. That's my absolute Does it make idea. a difference if, if someone's cooking breakfast for you or if you're cooking it yourself or if you're like at the posh hotel and you get to choose anything kind of thing? Like I quite like going to the hotels where they've got the full Asian range of, of things. I'll, I'll, I'll go for a bit of a curry in the morning. Thanks, Will just you? Just to kickstart the palate. I, I don't mind it. Yeah. Not every day, but like if it's there and it looks good, I'm going to give it a try probably. Are you? That's, that's quite brave. I'm not sure I would go that far. I don't mind the old kind of scandy bitter cheese bitter ham oh you know that's nice. always like good that too, for breakfast yeah. I tell you wait what does I yum, yum char yum char counts as breakfast doesn't it i could just have yum char every day the, the, the dumplings oh i think you could have that day in day out any time of the day but i don't yeah, think that's, that's a break that's a breakfast meal isn't it is it i don't or br- think so. is it a brunch i think brunch i think that so doesn't strict. count do you know what i had today mm. cook for me was the perfect crumpet do you like a crumpet <gasps> yes i do what did you have on it so, first Honey. of all, it's double-dipped in the toaster, so it's hard. What do you mean double-dipped? You know, like oh, toasted crispy. and then toasted again. Yeah. So, that's important because mm. it's got to be super hot. Butter, so you can't see the butter. I don't want any visible yellow butter. It's got to be in those. No, it's all melted into the, exactly, yeah. And then just the tiniest bit of honey on the top. Delicious. But with a crumpet, the honey always comes through the bottom because they're porous, obviously. Yeah, you're putting too much honey on. It just, you just need to Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you still got some of your you still got some of your honey stock left? No. Are you rashing it out? It's That's gone. why it's, oh, gone. it's all gone. It's right. gone. And so when it, can we expect more? Because I I have emptied my jar a long time ago. Let me tell you that. Well, I'm afraid to tell you the bees have died. Oh, what happened to the bees? The, well, the, well, we, I I could tell you something. I don't really know. There's been uh-huh. there've been a lot of cases of colonies that have expired in the area, and we don't understand why. 
but climate I, change. I went up one day and there was just a horrible smell and um and no noise all of them dead all of them dead <gasps> yeah it's that really... would have been horrendous what a traumatic thing to discover thank you gareth yes absolutely yeah it was horrible having to just you know empty them out I can't bury them. Oh. Just empty them out. No, what did you do? Well, I kind of, I went for a windy day and thought I'd just let oh. their little carcasses uh-huh. fly off because I think that's it's what, what they, they would have wanted. wanted. It's what they would have wanted, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm laughing, but actually genuinely it was quite upsetting. No, we find humour in <laughs> the deepest trauma and grief, I think. It's it's a way of dealing with the, with the hurt and the pain. I think and so. And I think we all feel that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Gareth. Would I like, like the way you're quiz? clutching your t- chest there. Oh, yes. But can you not if make I it had, too hard? If I hard? had pearls, I'd be clutching them. <laughs> no, no. It's very easy, actually. You say that. And I do feel a little bit brain dead today. So, you know, be be give me nice ones, please. I'll be gentle. I think I'm looking over these questions. I think you're going to nail this. I, I think it's going to be a, a walk in the park for you. Oh. The theme today, the theme is all about my nephew, Lachlan. Oh, Okay. You know, he's been up in Liverpool this weekend with Charlie. I did know that because I saw him during the week and he said he was heading up there. Uh, So, yeah, that might actually be referenced in one of these questions. (gasps) Let's get into it. Let's go. All right. Question one. Lachlan works as a medical imaging technician, also known as a radiographer. One of the scans common in medical imaging is the MRI. What does MRI stand for? Gosh. Magnetic? Yes. Magnetic radio imaging. No. Very good on the third word. Magnetic imaging. Imaging. Magnetic. Yes. Yes. No, I'm not sure. Resonance. 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 No, I think I would have had to pluck that from somewhere. Nope. Uh, It was invented in 1971, used primarily for soft tissue imaging, the MRI. That's quite late, isn't it? 1971, G. That's quite late, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, question two. Lachlan has just returned from a skiing holiday in Bulgaria. What is the capital of Bulgaria? Oh, my God. Come on now. I should know this. Think about it. I? Yes, you're uh, going to get it. I'm not sure. Uh, sp- uh, I was going to say split then. It's not split. It's No, it's close. It's, uh, it's, it begins with S. Yes, it's oh. an old city, about 7,000 years Bulgaria's old. Bulgaria's capital. Oh, Sophia. Sophia. Yes. I knew that. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I did get that. Yeah. Got there. Got there. All right. Question three. Lachlan is spending this weekend in Liverpool. What is the iconic music venue in Liverpool that is famous for being the birthplace of the Beatles? The Cavern. Yes. Yes. Correct. You just look surprised. Well, I, you didn't sound confident when you said it, but you, you knew it. I, I could tell. They've made their first appearance at the Cavern Club in 1961. Nice. Question four. Lachlan's next skiing trip will be to Andorra. What's oh. the official language of Andorra? Isn't it Spanish? It's very close. Portuguese. No. No. More closer than Portuguese. <laughs> what do you mean? Think about your favourite city. Catalan. Yes. Oh, nice, nice. That was a bit of a tricky one. Uh, they do also speak Spanish and Portuguese and French, obviously, but Catalan is I the official language. I didn't know that. Didn't know that Catalan was there. On the map, well, it's very close to Barcelona, isn't it? So. Barcelona. Have you played that Worldle? Oh no, Lisa plays that uh, and loves it, but I haven't. Don't have the. I don't have the time. I've no. got too many things on. I'm very busy. You're yeah. very busy. Very important. 
Chris does it. He's really good at it. I'm absolutely hopeless at it. You've really got to know your geography pretty well, haven't you? So, yeah. Okay, final question. This could be for the clean sweep. Question five. I would hasten to say that I got one wrong, but, you know. I gave you half a point for that because you were very close. Okay. Question five. One of Lachlan's favorite cuisines is the food of Japan. When you're visiting Osaka, one of the popular street foods that you'll probably try there is takoyaki. Yaki is the cooking method. These are small balls of batter that are grilled in a pan. Oh, what does the taco refer to? Takoyaki. <laughs> is it the oil? Is it the type of oil they're fried in or something? Is it? No, the taco is the name of the in- the main ingredient in those balls. What have they put in those oh, balls I to see. make them delicious? Yeah. Uh, shrimp. Very close. Very very close. Prawn. Bigger. <laughs> Lobster. More intelligent. Crap. Intelligent. <laughs> Super intelligent. Octopus. Yes! Oh, there we go. Well, I didn't know that either. Takayaki. Octopus balls. Yeah, they are relatively recent invention, actually. They first appeared in Osaka in the 1930s. So oh. there you go. Delicious. I've burnt my mouth so many times eating takayaki because you get them and they've just come off the heat. So they're like super hot. But because the batter's kind of still runny... It's like molten lava inside this sort of crispy shell. And every time you get them go, just remember, these are going to be hot. So just going to wait a bit before we eat these. Because remember last time, burnt my mouth. Wait, pull it in, burn it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every time. <laughs> so is the octopus like cut up into little bits? Little cubes of octopus in the batter, yeah. That sounds great. Mm. Yeah, not so great for the octopus, but they are delicious. Unintelligent. They were. They are intelligent. When you see them slithering out of places, I always think that's extraordinary. Oh, catching fish. I can't remember where I saw it. It was obviously a David Attenborough thing, but there was like an octopus and a fish working as a team tandem. to get yeah. into the corally bits to like get out the small fish. And then they'd share them. Like Amazing. they had this mafia deal going on. It was incredible. Amazing. Nature. Yeah. Spring watch. Kingfishers. Um, well... That's the end of this episode, but we'll be back again soon with more Wondercast. Yes, I'm, I'm, I don't think it was what you'd call like an exciting start back, was it? And I, I apologise for that because I, I am not in a great place, I think, in terms of, you know, joy. So I'd just like to say thanks for bearing with us and, <laughs> and next time I'll be better. But if you'd like to share your thoughts or feedback or anything else with us, then please do get in touch. And honestly, you can get Gareth on Twitter at at GTV London. But until then, everybody, have a really joyous, packed super week. Cheerio. (laughs) 